Welcome back to the California Work Comp Report podcast. It's Wednesday, December 9th, 2020, and our topic today is an incredibly powerful feature of RateFast Express, the Workers' Comp Report by keyword. Yeah, welcome to the California Work Comp Report podcast. It's Corey Olson here with a here with Dr. John Alchemy. How are you doing today, John? Hey, Corey, doing great. How is your day going? Oh, it's going well. It's going well. Um, it is a uh, it is a uh, we are in the season between Thanksgiving and Christmas, so there's going to be nonstop Christmas music everywhere. <laughs> so, that that's a good thing about not being uh, not having to go outside much or having to limit your time outside and everything is to limit your exposure to a uh, 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 Christmas music, which you know I love it. It's great. It's fun to listen to. There's too much of it. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, today's topic, we are talking about the uh, impairment rating by keywords, which is sort of a, a, a nice add-on to our last topic uh, that we talked about last time, which was the RateFast impairment report form. And the reason that we're talking about this today is when uh, workers' comp physicians see their patients, as we've talked about before, they, they only get a very limited amount of time to see their patient and, uh, and, and do the examinations necessary to write a, a cohesive and complete enough work comp report to send to the adjuster um, so that the adjuster says this is a complete enough report, uh, which, which as we know and as we've talked about, it rarely, it, it, it rarely ever turns out that way because the, the doctor doesn't have enough uh, time to collect the the information that they need to write a complete report. So we created uh, what we talked about last week, which is the rate fast impairment report form in order to kind of guide physicians examining their patients along sort of a very um, easy to follow path and with with a very uh, a concrete amount of questions that they can answer uh, for uh, that they can ask their patient and answer to give to rate fast. And then today we are kind of honing in on what happens, uh, uh, how, how rate fast uses keywords in order to write the most accurate reports. John, illuminate uh, t- to me what, what uh, uh, impairment ratings by keywords is, because it's very interesting by the sounds of it. We've been using, you know, we've been working with clients for many years now, um, not only, you know, writing um, impairment reports, reviewing them, helping them, you know, accurately describe the, the value and the whole person impairment of their claims when they're ready for a permanent and stationary report. But what, we's all, what we've also been doing is we watch the language very carefully um, that providers use, uh, the choice of words they use, um, and and what we're trying to do is to make the make the experience of writing a report with RateFast software more of a natural event. Um, I think if you ask <clears throat> any doctors who only do a couple of reports or that do work comp but just don't do impairment reports, it's a very you know off-putting experience. It's it's um, you know very daunting. There's a lot of weird, strange words that use, and, and the words have very specific meanings that um, often, you know, the, the user doesn't really understand. And so what we're really doing next um, in RateFast, and what I think is going to be the next big um, step in the industry for impairment rating, it's going to be um, creating impairment reports by keywords, because um, keywords 
are, are things that the doctor will mention in the report, the patient may mention, um, you know, in the history that they give to the doctor. And there's sort of like this secret language that's, that's going on. And it's up to us to decode it and put that into context and make something that's usable um, come out the other end on the report for all the stakeholders. And, you know, one of the things that, um, that, that is challenging is, is being able to take a look at those words and translate them into something specific. Now, the other thing, you know, and there's, there's people who are, you know, hardline impairment, you know, reviewers, um, the, the reports when they come out, it's, it's important to understand that the report not only be accurate, but it also be clear and disclaiming inside. So, you know, if you're going to read a report and it says, hey, you know, if this is a 17% whole person impairment, it needs to be clear that this data is imperfect for these reasons. And, and what we find is that when a report is disclaimed, it doesn't necessarily have to be redone. It just needs to be accepted and understood by the stakeholders that this report you know, has some elements in it that were not very well developed. And because of that, the rating may or may not be affected. And that's really, I think, the, the big um, thing that we need to impress upon the stakeholders is that, you know, I could look at any report at any level of detail and I could find something, an error and an omission. And it really, you know, you don't have to look very far. But what's important is that when you read the report and you're not familiar with all the fine details and, you know, references and subtexts within the AMA guide, that you can quickly communicate that to the person reading the report and say, hey, look, this section right here is not very strong or this section here is very strong. And at the end of the day, this report is an average report. It's not excellent, um, you know, and, and so it's really important again, that we disclaim and understand the data in the report. And, and once we can do that, then we can get into this concept of, of natural keyword impairment rating that we're going to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's no surprise that going back to, going back to our very well-traveled paths of, of, of people not getting the, the physicians not getting the education required to, to do their job well, just from the offset, there being no way to do that, to, to get the education of how to accurately do a report, right. uh, the language that they use to convey the, the information about their patient to the insurance adjuster might not be the language that the insurance adjuster is primed to receive. Because in a certain way, there is like almost a, I don't know, the, the insurance adjuster is trained to look out for certain things, or at least is trained to have the discretion to uh, determine whether a thing is up up to snuff or, or describes a, a, the patient's injury well enough or something. And as it, it, it sounds to me, who, you know, a person who is not a work comp physician or, or an insurance adjuster, it sounds to me as though what the keywords are meant to do is, uh, is mediate that language so that the language that the doctor's often say, or that the, the data that we collect from doctors, them saying, you know, this word that, you know, may be misinterpreted by the insurer is translated into a word that the insurer will recognize um, and, and therefore will kind of, uh, I guess, lubricate that, that portion of the claim so that they can 
understand it and say, oh, I get what you meant. So, yeah, and, and it's interesting because you know, I and I'll just use this as an example when when someone looks at an impairment report um, for an orthopedic body part, let's say in shoulder, you know, everyone expects to see range of motion, um, you know, a great, you know, yeah. and if range of motion isn't in there, someone's going to scream and holler and raise their hands and say, oh, this can't be an accurate report by any means because there's no range of motion. Yeah. You're but talking about, uh, you're talking about, uh, um, oh goodness. I, there's an analogy in there somewhere, but, but it's not there. So I'm <laughs> sorry. <go ahead. laughs> <laughs> but, but, but on the other hand, um, you know, if, if no one mentions uh, the presence or absence of instability in a shoulder um, report, no one cares because no one really even knows that it's supposed to be in there, yeah. you know, and, and these reports are just filled with, you know, omissions and errors, yet, you know, everyone has this, has this preconceived notion of, oh, if this isn't an impairment report, the impairment report cannot be accurate and it cannot be good and it can't, therefore can't be accepted. And, yeah. you know, and that's absolutely incorrect, you know. Throwing, um, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's fine, you know, I, I understand it. We do have to do a lot of education with people. But the bigger issue is, you know, how much does this impairment number match up with the patient's functional loss. And that's, that's really at the heart of impairment reports. And it's really what the AMA guides fifth edition talks about over and over again. It's about functional loss and, and, you know, having an impairment report adequately reflect functional loss. So one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is because we had a really interesting case um, come into the practice um, a couple of weeks ago. And the situation was this, the, um, uh, the insurance company had the option to send in um, this chart. They wanted an impairment rating done um, and the primary treater wouldn't do it or couldn't do it, um, whichever. And so the adjuster and the patient are kind of stuck in this limbo of, okay, we need an impairment report. So the adjuster was given two options. Um, we gave them the option of rate fast express where they you know, just send in the reports and, um, and uh, rate fast express you know, reviews, interrogates the data, rates it, you know, based on keywords, if you will, um, interprets them for, for certain values and, and boundaries and stuff and writes the impairment report. Um, the second one is, hey, um, refer it to my practice. Um, it's old fashioned. It's going to take a couple of weeks to get, you know, the patient scheduled. We hope the patient shows up, the patient gets their exam, you know, and then the report has to be created and served and stuff. And and again, just to give an idea of, of the comparison, Rate Fast Express, you have your report in likely 72 hours or three business days, going through the, the grinding of you know, the usual traditional way, yeah, maybe you're looking at getting the report in your hand in three weeks, you know, yeah. maybe more, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but so this adjuster chose to go with, um, go with the old, what I call the legacy impairment rating, make an appointment, have the doctor do the interview, do the exam, you know, and, and all that stuff. So I really saw this as an interesting opportunity because I was getting the referral notes as if the adjuster would have sent it to Rate Fast Express. But, you know, I got to do the exam and the history myself. And so um, what I did with this particular case is I ran it, you know, the legacy and got the rating. And then I also um, ran it just through keyword rating as if we were just doing it with Rayfast Express. And, and it was an interesting case um, because it was a hip replacement. 
And, you know, hip replacements, uh, you know, have a lot of additional questions that go with them. I feel like you would want to be kind of, you know, you would want your keywords on point when you're talking about a hip replacement. Yeah, you would. You would. You would. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, RateFast, the, the algorithm gets stronger and stronger with the more cases that go through the system, be they legacy exams or, you know, rate fast exams. And we mentioned we now, you know, have the parity tool, which is an internal check on a rating. So, you know, we, we have a pretty good system now of not only generating a rating, but making sure internally it makes sense. Um, you know, and, and so, and, and I'll talk about this in a moment, but to make this long story short and very compelling, um, I, I did the exam, I did the rating, the patient got a rating of uh, 20% whole person impairment. Um, and then when we did the internal uh, parity check, it was off by 4% whole person impairment, which, you know, is definitely an acceptable exam. All right. Mm -hmm. um, but what was even more interesting, and, and let me tell you about the data and how thin it was that came in on this chart. I basically got three pages um, from the primary treater. And, and here's what it said. Um, patient with hip pain, end of, end of history, mm -hmm. um, physical exam, hip is painful, um, and, and surgical history, hip replacement. I mean, that was literally it. Just you know? so. Yeah, there was no, there was no, you know, this is a five out of 10 hip pain and they have ADL limits and this and that. Nowhere to be found in the chart. Uh -huh. um, but, but remember, we run these things um, based on a combination of, um, you know, experience, algorithms, and statistical data. And when we ran the express um, report, again, based on very thin data, the patient technically never having had a quote-unquote formal impairment report, the rating came out to the dot of 20% whole person impairment. And the thing that blew me away um, and made me feel both happy and depressed at the same time <laughs> was, was that the rating um, done by the rate fast um, algorithms was within two points of, of, the, um, of the predicted rating. Whereas I said, my manual one was about four. So the oh, algorithm no. had less information, did it, you know, fat, multiples faster than it could have been done um, in the clinic. And it was more accurate at the end of the day. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I think we, we talked about this sometime before we did this podcast, but it's, uh, it was one of those like myths of tech or something to, uh -huh. uh, to, 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 to work your way out of your own job kind yes. of thing. And, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I think as long as you own that technology, then that's a good thing. <laughs> Save yourself some work. Um, yeah. uh, and, and also just a thing to note about that, just for anybody who might be listening, that's skeptical. Uh, it's something that we've talked about before about, uh, rate fasts algorithm is that we don't feed it just information. It's only fed information that is, that works. Um, the, the rate fast algorithm is only, uh, uh, based off of, uh, uh, reports that have gotten 80 or what was it? 98% or higher. That's, that's really, that's, I mean, it's really great uh, to know that that worked for you as well as it's very great to know that, listen, I, I'm not 
a, a doctor, as I've said many times on this podcast, and by the way, I never claim to be, so just for legal reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But also, uh, um, I, I very well know what it's like to be overwhelmed or in over my head of something that, you know, you sort of enthusiastically step into, uh, you know, before you realize what you're up against, which is, which is what I, I, I've gathered that we've kind of described a lot of work comp professionals. You step into this field, you, you hear that it's going to be profitable. And then someone literally throws a AMA guides fifth edition at you. And it's like, okay, great. Write a report. And it's like, write a what? Uh, yeah, and so, yeah. And so for these people, you know, worry not about, you know, the, being ov- overwhelmed or having uh, a, a, a stack or a mountain of work to do. I mean, even if you want to even even if your goal is to become this sort of like god of work comp report writing and and be able to know the ama guides cover to cover and know all of the terms and write completely accurate uh impairment reports and everything you could still use rate fast express to give you positive reports so that you can look at what those reports contained um with the relevant with the relevancy to your patient's injury so you could sort of look at the report that was written and say oh this is how you do it right because we do it so right we can give people a piece of we can give the computer three pieces of information and write a report that's within two points of accuracy it's the the doctor dr john alchemy here who writes consistently good reports who has done the thing that I've just described in reading the AMA guides from cover to cover and everything so uh so yeah Try it out. <laughs> There's no reason not to. Actually, you know what? Even if you are a skeptic, that's more reason to check it out. We need stress testers to put in the most incorrect information <laughs> imaginable <laughs> to see if it to see if it'll create a good report. Um, yeah, you know, and, and I think the big challenge going forward is all of this is happening. And the the real question is, you know, how archaic is the marketplace and the, sh- and the stakeholders going to be in accepting this kind of thing? Because it's not happening just in workers' comp and impairment rating. It's happening everywhere where, you know, big data is rolling out, you know, predictions, recorrecting, accurate, rewriting it, you know, redoing it again. And, um, you know, and, and there's there's no difference um, happening in the impairment rating. And it's interesting because the letters that come back from the stakeholders are not letters that the reports are incorrect. They're letters that, oh, um, you know, how was, uh, you know, moderate pain calculated as 7.5? Or, you know, I didn't know that this, you know, could be, you know, um, used for apportionment. Um, what page, you know, is that on? So we, we get a lot of um, uh, educational questions and, and make no mistake about it. These are educational questions coming from both the state, you know, the, the disability evaluation unit, these people who, you know, sign off on these ratings as valid and the insurance adjusters who are, you know, trying to um, basically play, play catch up with technology and understand, you know, why this is done because the reports are extremely comprehensive, um, you know, and, and, and they're, they're consistent. And that's something that we just haven't seen in the industry as a tool that can be scaled and equally applied and get stronger and stronger as we use it. So, so um, keyword impairment rating is definitely here to stay. It's going to become um, more powerful. I think it's going to become more of the mainstay of impairment rating and everyday rating. And I think we're going to move to a system 
that's much more of um, a natural language input with an impairment output. And uh, for, for the skeptics, uh, you are the people that we want to see submit reports. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, so that, that's, that's what we have to say about keyword impairment rating. Awesome. So keyword impairment rating uh, from, from RateFast Express. Make sure to check it out. And if you have any questions, as always, visit us on our usual channels uh, left at the end of this episode. Thank you very much again, John. We'll talk to you next, next time we do a podcast. We'll do it, Corey. Thank you. All right. To learn more about workers' comp reports by keyword, visit our blog at blog.rate-fast.com and give RateFast and RateFast Express a try at www.rate-fast.com dash fast dot com